0: Welcome to the OKC Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. To get the latest updates or to watch this week's message, visit our website at okccommunitychurch.com. Amen. All right, would you guys welcome my friend, and I'll introduce him here in a second. But welcome, David Skidmore. Come on man, wow. David. all right so my friends this is uh this is david and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna try and introduce a little bit of what we're doing today i'm excited about it are you excited about it david? i'm excited you're so excited I'm i really know excited. you are um i want to briefly introduce him uh though i met david a couple years ago whenever he approached me about our church uh kind of working with them in putting on an event called tedx oklahoma city and uh and we got to connect, and we did partner in that, and, and helped with that, yeah. and it was a really really great um, event. And but David also also works right now for an organization called Salt. And and uh, as we kind of got to know each other and learned a little bit about his heart for the church and his heart for for Jesus, of course, we had a connection, of course. And, and so he does a lot of things. He dabbles in a few things besides yeah. just his work. <clears throat> and you've been attending OKC community um, really for about a year and a half. Whenever you're able to, and I say whenever you're able to, because you speak at churches a lot, and so you're doing yeah. that over the, uh, a lot of times on Sundays as well, but you're here a lot. You become a familiar face. You're always inviting people to come with you, and and here we are uh, today, kind of after we've built this friendship, kind of talking about something that has really probably been the reason that I said, hey, maybe you should share is something that you did recently is you, you wrote a book called Unstuck that just came yeah. out like a month ago, so congratulations yeah. oh, on thank that. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, and it's a big deal to write a book. I mean, I wouldn't have any idea, but uh, it's a good deal. It's a big deal. No, you can pick real. his it's... up in the lobby. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, it's it's a really good book. I'm reading yeah. it right now, and you know, obviously, we believe when people in the community, in our city, but especially even in our church, do something like uh, like write a book. Like we want everybody to know about it. We want to be mm-hmm. every, we want all of us to be encouraged by the work that God's doing uh, mm-hmm. within the church body. And so, I just thought it'd be really cool to to have you share a little bit today. And so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have a little bit of conversation he and I together and then I'm gonna get out of the way and I'm gonna let David kind of take over and he's gonna kind of just share some thoughts to encourage us and challenge us today. Um, uh, so that's kind of our plan. So are you guys ready? Are you with me? Yeah, you're with me? Yeah. So let's just start by talking yeah. about this idea of unstuck. Um, tell
1: us what that concept is all about. Yeah. Well, unstuck, if you're like me and I'm guessing you are, then you're very familiar with the feeling of when you do get stuck. Um, and so that's something that most of us don't want in our lives. And in fact, unstuck would be the opposite of what we don't want. It's actually walking into what we want. So ironically for, for me, and I, you know i don't even think i i shared this with you specifically i was just in worship back there it was really powerful that um this morning um the lord reminded me that this church actually and I, I loved him because um of the person he is and he's been a big blessing in my life um i think this is a special place um but i came here um and this is a place that helped me find healing um after what was just a really difficult experience in my life. Um, and it was the process of getting unstuck. Um, and so I'm just thankful for, for this place, what it's about. But when, when we talk about unstuck, um, I believe that people, uh, you know, like, like I said, a lot of us have that feeling of being overwhelmed um, wondering what do I do about situations that I don't want. Uh, we didn't plan for uh, this year to go as planned. In fact, when you go back to, you know, your New Year's resolutions, none of them have, had COVID involved with them, right? I mean, like, we didn't expect that this was how things were going uh, to go. So, so for, for me, uh, this idea is not just looking at uh, when plans go awry, um, but it's also looking at the deep heartwork that God wants to invite you into, Um, because that's where the greater things of, of unstuck really happen. It's not just in principles that you can apply. Um, absolutely there, there are some of those, but, uh, it's deeper than that. So just kind of briefly, uh, on on my story, I was running a business and, um, it was failing and, uh, I was unwilling to let go of the dream. And I had so much identity in this idea of being an entrepreneur, which was so unhealthy. I mean, like I would tell people, yeah, like I coach people and I do this stuff and they'd be like, Oh, that's so amazing and they quietly lean over and be like I oh wish I had the courage to step out. And I was like, yeah, I wish I had the money to pay the bills, you know? (laughs) Um, I knew like, so I know what it's like when you don't have what you want. I know what it's like when you're at a point in your life, when you're going, man, like, um, I'm making promises to, to try and get there, but I feel like I, like, I'm never going to get there. Like, I know what those things are like when you feel like you're trying to hold it together and you can't quite hold it together. And you kind of feel like you may be falling apart in the process as well. And so, um, What we talk about when when we talk about getting unstuck from the big picture is um, getting some clarity, getting some momentum, and starting to move forward with the Lord in the process.
0: So this idea of unstuck is way bigger than this moment we're in, but we couldn't help but talk about the fact that it's so relevant to the moment we're in, right? Mm, That we get stuck in life all the time um, through various situations, through tragedy, through Uh, unmet expectations failed dreams all those things like that happens and we've all experienced it probably and uh, but right now people are getting stuck all over the place whether it be financial challenges Mm. careers on pause school just announced the other day it's pausing right like in some ways it's and so education for some people is sort of like in this limbo and so the, the list could go on about how how this reality of the last four months has gotten many people feeling kind of like they're just sort of waiting for it to mm-hmm. get over. In other words, stuck until this is, until we can start moving again. And so anyway, obviously relevant. Why don't you speak to just even how you've processed this, this idea of unstuck and the moment we're in?
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's difficult to get unstuck when things are always changing, Right. Um, because you're like, what am I getting unstuck from? Like I'm getting what, what we, I think what, what we want is we want consistency. And out of that, we want to do the changing. What we're experiencing right now is everything's changing and we're just trying to hold on. Uh, and so in the midst of that, I think sometimes for, for us, there are so many different narratives. Have you noticed like how loud it has become this year? Like it's just incredibly loud all the time. And so one of the questions that you have to, to ask is what voice am I listening to? You know, Jesus consistently, one of the greatest things about Jesus is that he has all authority. And so, like, there's not been a situation. I, I, I believe Jesus is the most unstuck person who ever lived. Like, nothing really stuck to him. Uh, the devil couldn't get him in sin. Nope. He wouldn't get stuck there. Uh, instead, he, he lived a, a different kind of life uh, where we all go to, um, to shame a lot. Um, that's not where Jesus lived. Uh, Jesus lived free. He lived full of love. Uh, even when you talk about something as significant as death, death couldn't stick to, um, to Jesus. Instead, um, we, we find him in resurrection. And so Jesus has all authority. I think for, for us, there's something in the process about looking at this situation and understanding he has all authority. And what he does with his followers is he gives you authority. So in the situation, in this present moment, I think what's really important for us is to come back to that voice and to come back to that place and maybe even start to quiet some of the other voices um, and allow him to define what is important. Uh, and that may be redefining what is important. I, if, Like I said earlier, if you're like me, uh, you've probably gotten stuck a lot in your life, um, one of the things that stuck often does is it puts us in a position where our minds uh, we start to think we're alone in it and then uh, we often isolate and in our isolation a lot of times that's where sin really lives and that's where shame lives and jesus invites us away from that life Um, and i think what he's calling us to do right now is to redefine according to his voice what's important and you will either define what's important or something or someone else is going to define it for you. And so for for followers of Jesus, like what does that look for us um, to really hear from heaven and to really listen to what he is telling us to do and who he says you are in a world that the negativity will really crowd in, it'll creep in, it'll tell you things about yourself that aren't true, and so going back to what your father says about you, going back to what Jesus says about you, and he has a way better view of you and I than we often do.
0: Okay, okay, now we're, now we're preaching, let's do this thing. All right, so this is good. So one of the things I know, we, we obviously talked ahead of time, and as you talk about defining what's important to you, I mean, that resonates with all of us, but you kind of put it in language of clarifying the bullseye. I know that's kind of in your book, but I, in the context of our faith, I know that has a lot of applications. So talk about what that means and kind of where you're going with that thought.
1: Yeah. So uh, one of my best friends, Brett Martin, talks about uh, this idea. We don't want to just hit a general target. We want to hit the, the bullseye. You know, if you play darts, uh, sometimes there's higher points, but the coolest place to, to always hit is in the bullseye. And so in your life, What's the bullseye? And I think clarifying that. so here's the temptation for it for Christians uh, is that we want to have clarity because clarity means that we can move away from trust. Um, clarity means I get to rely on myself. Proverbs clearly says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean on, lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge him and. He'll make your path straight. So I don't want to be leaning on my understanding. I don't think you want to be leaning on your understanding. I think that that's why we're gathering around these ideas, but it's really difficult for us, right? So what this does is, is it like creating a simple bullseye in life says, okay, God, there are a lot of things that are, out, that are outside of my control. There are a lot of things that I don't get to control. And that's often where the uh, greatest amount of anxiety happens in our lives. What I'm going to do is I'm going to trust you with what's outside of my control, but what I do have inside of my control, I'm going to focus in on. And I'm going to say, this is a specific bullseye, and I'm moving forward towards this goal even uh, in in a matter of three days, five days, or three weeks. I don't set big goals like, what do I want, six months or ten months or two years from, from now, because things change so quickly. And a lot of the goals even go back to, Who are you becoming in the process? I think that that's what Jesus is inviting us into. So when we talk about clarity, clarity, it's not just for the sake of clarity. It's so that you can create something with the Lord. So clarify your vision, commit with the path, and then create the results that you want with him as you're going along and trusting him with all the things that are outside of your control
0: it's really good i mean what i love about mm. this is that it's in the acknowledgement that the tight rope that christians have yeah. right that we want to be people of trust there's things that are outside of our control but god has given us authority over some things as you've mentioned mm. and there's things within our control and if we can start clarifying and creating the the bullseye of the, the things that are under control yeah. that god god has a lot for us in that space and i think that's where you're going to take us i think a little bit to do today and i think for me I know as I even sat with it this week, I started thinking about the bullseye in my life, even for the next few days. And that was so helpful for me to think about because I think as Christians, every once in a while, we have to stop and we pause and we have to say, what am I doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, how many times if you really pause and ask, what am I doing as a follower of Jesus, would you realize, oh, my gosh, I'm not really doing all that much? And I think this is where uh, this excites me. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray and I'm going to just kind of get out of the way and just let you encourage and challenge us for a little bit um but uh yeah let's let's pray together and just ask the spirit to move lord we love you we thank you i pray that as we uh we just allow you to open us even wider today and open our heart even a little more i pray that you would use the words shared today the truths shared today um to just uh to just clarify kind of what you're calling us to in this moment what the bullseye looks like thank you for david i just pray now that you would use them um just as your, as your instrument today, Lord. We love you. We pray these things in your name. Everybody said.
1: Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to look at John chapter 13. If you have a Bible on you, if you don't, we're going to have it up here on the Sky Bible, so that's fine too. Um, that's the one levitating in the air behind me. Um, So in John chapter 13, verse 3, it says, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So that's a really nice place to live from. Like, all things are under his power. And in that moment, he understands this is where I'm coming from and this is where I'm going. I think a lot of times when we get stuck... It's because where we 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 forget where we're coming from, and we forget where we're going, and we only live in that hyper present of this is where I am and I think things might always be like this and what if things don't change and how am I ever going to get out of this and I'm stuck and can anything possibly change out of that? That's a really difficult place. But Jesus being the most unstuck person who ever lived, I actually believe we could put any miracle, any moment of Jesus' life and define it with this verse. Like Jesus knew that the father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he, began, after that he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. So stuck people forget where they come from and where they're going. Unstuck people will aim for the bullseye. Jesus is the target, so like his life is the target, and I think if we look at his life, what we'll see is that the bullseye is to be like Jesus and to give your life away in love. Like that's such a powerful moment that we see with Jesus right there. Are you with me? He's about to go to the cross, but he has a moment and he knows where he's coming from, and he knows where he's going. And so in that moment, he says, okay, I'll give my life away again (laughs) in love. If you are stuck right now, it's really easy to take your focus and turn it down and in so that it just becomes about what's happening in your life in the moment. Um, Jesus wants more for you than that. Jesus is the friend of sinners. And I think for a lot of us I just had this sense even today, that there's a heaviness on a lot of people. And what's happened in your life has kind of caught up to you. Maybe it's just the climate that, that we're in, the conflict that, that you're facing. And sometimes it's even like old things that seem to come up in Hebrews chapter 12 uh, tells us uh, to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. So there's the sin that entangles and then there's also everything else that's just hindering. That could be toxic voices, toxic uh, relationships, or, you know, maybe a decision that happened on the weekend that you're going, man, like, I wish I hadn't have gone there and it's still hanging on you like shame. And what you need to know is that Jesus welcomes you as you are. What I love about Jesus is that he's the friend of sinners. And so uh, I'll just kind of put my name at the top of that list uh, and say, thank you very much for accepting me as I am and not as I wish I was. Uh, And hopefully in the process, I'll become a little bit more about who you want me to be. But like right now, if I don't have anything else, I'm just going to say thank you for loving me. And what I want to do is turn out of that and live that kind of life that you lived for me. Are you with me on this? So unstuck people have this ability to live a life that's bigger than themselves. And I believe it's because they're consistently aiming for the bullseye. They're consistently aiming for the bullseye of giving their life away in love for others. They want to be like Jesus and they see that Jesus... uh, is moving them forward. And so my friends, uh, Kyler and Ashley, were in Switzerland a few years ago on one of those uh, beautiful honeymoon trips. And um, so my friend Kent and I had met uh, this this family, the Oprecht family, and Kyler and Ashley hadn't met them, but they're over there in Switzerland. And um, Jürg Oprecht is this incredible man over there, um, has this beautiful uh, hotel in the mountains. It's a crazy story how, how we met. We actually didn't meet them first. We met their daughter uh, in Namibia, Africa. Let me tell you that, that story sometime. But anyway, Kyler and Ashley are over there. They have never met this, this family. Jurg is in the hospital at this time. And what Bensley does is Bensley, his wife, shows Kyler and Ashley all over the city. And she's stocking the fridge at the apartment that they're staying at, which is one of their uh, houses. They're staying at, at this apartment for free. And she's stocking the fridge with the best food in Switzerland, which is like the best food in the world. You know, every type of cheese you could possibly imagine. And I remember Kyler was like, I couldn't believe it because she had never met us. And yet her husband's in the hospital. And she's stocking our fridge and making sure that everything's good and that we're taken care of and that we can see the city. And he was so profoundly touched by it. His wife was so profoundly impacted by it that they named their second daughter Bensley. That's what happens because I think what happened with Bensley is Bensley knew that she had been sent by God to this moment, that she was from God and she was going to God. And so what she was able to do is give her life away in love. I remember, like, you know, you were just talking about it, Tim, but I guess it was just over a year ago, Waylon Cubit talked uh, on this stage about a story of, you know, Waylon is a lieutenant in the police department, and there's um, a young gang member um, who he's watching, and they build a relationship as time goes on, and out of all things that you would expect that would happen in life, you wouldn't expect that a police officer ends up welcoming a gang member into his home and basically becomes the young man's father. But that's what happened with Wayland. And I believe that the reason that that happened was because Wayland understood something significant, and that is that he was sent by God to this moment, that he was sent by God and he was going to God. And so in the process, he understood that his purpose was to give his, his life away in love. And what if we just said, you know what, I don't know exactly where uh, things are going, but I do know where I'm going. <laughs> and since I can't control those things, what I am going to do is I'm going to give my life away in love. So when I was really stuck, it was uh, just this terrible experience, Jeremy. It was really bad. And um, what it came down to is like, I mean, I had no, money at that point. I had no clients and I had no car. Um, I was like really stuck. <laughs> and a man named Darren Owen from South Africa um, came over and uh, we had become friends a couple years before that. And Darren and I went to a Starbucks and he bought and I was thankful because I don't think I could have bought anything on the menu at the time. It was... If you ever been, been that kind of stuck, just you, you don't got to raise a hand, but just kind of smile at me right now. If you got a mask, just nod at me. Like, hey, I know what that's like. And Darren, Darren told me that he believed in me and he believed what God was doing in, in my life. And he sowed some money into my life as he, uh, as he said it then. And what that allowed me to do um, was to buy this old beat up CRV that didn't have any AC. But I finally had some wheels and my life started going somewhere. And what I learned in the process is that uh, a lot of times we get stuck alone, but we stay unstuck together. I I, I don't really believe in the the hero stories where we do everything in life on our own. I believe Jesus invites us into a community where we're able to walk with each other in the process and that we are able to stay unstuck together. Um, With Jesus living the most unstuck life that we've ever seen, Um, You know, when I think about like a Darren Owen, Darren really made a move at that time um, that's, I think, today uncommon. You know what I mean? By all standards and all ways of life, like Darren could have just been saying, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep things for myself, But I believe that Darren understood something. That was that he was sent by God and that he knew that he came from God and he was going to God. And so what he was able to do is give his his life away in love. So I'm wondering for you, because I think sometimes we go, well, I don't, come from South Africa and run an international business and I don't have an extra apartment in Switzerland that I can just stock full of food. In fact, I just wish that I could like get a little bit more food in my uh, house right here and I would love it if I could just pay my bills and I would love it if I could just make it through and I would love it if I had opportunity to do these things. Um, But what I believe is that God is inviting us into a story that's really impactful if we'll just give our lives away in love that sometimes we just overthink it so much. But if we made the bullseye this week, like um, I'm going to take my life and I'm going to take everything that I have and I'm going to turn my life into love, something really significant would happen in the process. Like something would change, not just in you, but it would change somebody else's life as well. And you would never know the extent to which it would shift what happened on the inside of them. But I would just want to read this again. John 13, verse 3. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel, un- wrapped a towel around his waist. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. And he goes through and he washes every disciple's feet. And then Jesus tells us something that I believe will actually change our lives if we'll just do it. Like if you're feeling really stuck today and you're like, I don't quite know how to get out of this. I believe like just this one little step can really change things for your life. Like if you'll step into it And you'll not just agree with Jesus, but you'll be obedient to what he says if you really trust him and step into what he's saying. See, check this out in John 13, verse 17. He says, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Now that you know these things, we are on information overload. You don't need to check Twitter again today, like you know what's going on in the world. We have so many opinions coming at us, but what if we drop the opinions and we just step forward and said, you know what? This is what I see is, you've called me to this moment. I'm sent by God to this moment, I'm from God, and what I'm here to do is to give my life away in love, because I know where God's sending me in the future. And what I love is that you don't have to look that far because sometimes we're like, oh, what's the grandiose thing? Like, where do I get a basin of water? And we're like, no, please, I didn't ask you to physically wash my feet. And you're like, well, what does it look like? And then you look out here every Sunday and you're like, look at Mike. (laughs) Look at Mike just showing up early and like walking people across the street and look at Don and like how they welcome people every week. I don't know if you've watched it uh, on social media, but there's a guy in here named Matt Bailey. And what Matt does is he just points people towards positivity and towards a different way of life and towards this is what it looks like to change and his entire um, business is built around helping people move forward from where they were to where they wanna be and just taking one step and he's championing people as they go on. Like that's, that's what it looks like. like. You know, uh, two people that I just think the world of, Kyle and Julie Parton, Um, the things that they did in L.A., but the things, you know, right here in the city that they're part of and just quietly behind the scenes uh, and connecting and committing and like just how they love people, it's significant. Look at Stephen Thorne. I mean, like we all know Stephen, we all love Stephen, but just the sacrificial nature of the things that Stephen does that nobody ever knows about. And what's happening is you're just seeing them from God going to God and in the middle, what they're doing is they're giving their lives away in love. And I believe that that's who you are. I believe that that's who this church is, that that's the DNA. That's the heart and the fabric and the foundation of this church. And the blessing is you don't just get unstuck. You will help others get unstuck too. That's it's a very, powerful purpose to live in. See, stuck people forget where they come from and where they're going and unstuck people aim for the bullseye. And the target is following Jesus, but if we really got clear about what the bullseye is, it's to give your life away in love. Just give your life away in love again and again and again. Isn't that beautiful? And so, what I want to do today is I told Tim I told you this before uh, like when we were talking through it today but it's just like wow people would come to Jesus and this is just man it's, it's so heavy on my heart right now like people would come to Jesus and what they would do So they'd show up really stuck. And they'd cry out to him. And when they did, he would come close. And he would bring them out of wherever they were stuck. You know, he says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Are you burned out on life? Come to me, get away with me. And I'll show you how to take a real rest, like walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Like I'll show you the unforced rhythms of grace. That's Jesus, he just says, come to me. And that's what I want us to do today is just like, if you're in this place right now, just you know that you're stuck. That's what I wanna do is pray that God will just lift that off of you today. I believe that the malaise that's hanging over our culture, that the burdens that can be so heavy on you, that Jesus can lift that. And so that's what I want us to move into here in just a moment, because what I would ask is this, because sometimes what we do in the process is we actually diminish what we believe God could do through us. But if you would, like, can you imagine what might happen if this community right here, just this week, just us, we just gave our lives away in love? Like, can you imagine what might be possible? Can you imagine what might just happen in your home? Like, it doesn't have to be next door neighbor, just in your home. Like if we were just a little bit more patient with our kids. (laughs) Like, what would it look like if at work this week, whether it's on a Zoom call or you know whether it's in an email, if it was just sent with a little more kindness, with a little more grace, what if what if there was somebody in your life that you could just take food to this week? What if there was somebody that you could send a pizza to? I'm not kidding, you can do it on Domino's, it's amazing. Uh, you just order it up, you send it to them, you just show love to people because that's what God lets us do is be people who keep showing up. Like, Can you imagine if just this room, just us, if we said what we're going to do is give our lives away in love? this week what might just happen in our city and the burdens that that might lift in the process so would you just bow your heads here if you're online I just want to check in with you if you're feeling stuck if you're feeling overwhelmed if you're feeling confused I believe in the process Jesus has a gift for you he wants to welcome you into his family. What he wants to do is he wants to give you hope. He wants to give you a future. But just like right in here today, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling confused, if you wanna raise a hand, I wanna pray for you in this place right now. Um, So just go ahead and raise your hands in here today. All through the room and online as well. God knows your heart and where you are. So Jesus, we ask that you would show up strong in our lives right now. Your word says that if we would call out to you, that you would listen to us, that you would turn, and that you would do something significant. And for a lot of us, we want to see our land healed, but for a lot of us as well, like we want to see our own hearts healed. And so I ask that you would Bring some healing and some hope to people who are hurting so much right now. Um, You take us from being stuck and you lead us into a new place of living unstuck. You lead us into a deep liberty, into a grace, into a hope, into a future. And so I pray that for every person in here today. And thank you, thank you for how you love us. Thank you for how you come through for us. And thank you for showing up for us when we didn't even know how to show up for ourselves. It's in your name we pray, amen.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If there's anything we can pray with you about, or if you have questions about God, we'd love to talk with you please visit our contact page at okccommunitychurch.com.